put the kettle on, it's time for some F and T. Here's your host, Kirsten Gentle. Welcome to FTNA's F and T Time, a podcast and video series aimed at keeping the industry connected and updated. Before I start today's F and T Time podcast, I'd like to thank our listeners for their constant feedback. It seems the listeners are liking the mix-up of stories which include technical issues with our engineers to important social issues, industrial relations or personal stories that truly capture the amazing spirit and passion of people within our industry. Today's story focuses on two passionate timber engineers and educators from Western Australia, John Shanks and Lisa Ottenhouse. If you have ever met John or Lisa, you would know that they're passionate about mountain biking, trail running and really all things outdoors. What you probably didn't know is that Lisa has been living with multiple sclerosis for over 13 years. Lisa doesn't tend to make a big deal of it because generally things were fine until they weren't. In early 2022, John got a phone call from Lisa that went a bit like this. John, things are bad. Why? What's up? I've had a massive flare up and my legs are like jelly. I'm going to go on the meds to slow down disease progression, but the side effects are terrifying and the wheelchair clock is ticking. Oh, that's no good. What can I do to help? I guess once I recover from this episode, I better start training for that ultra marathon, making use of those legs while I can. What do you reckon? And that's when John came up with the idea to run the Cape to Cape Great Walk in Western Australia, 123 kilometres, all being done in September 2023 to raise funds for MS research. MS is the most common disease of the central nervous system and currently there is no cure. The treatments with the highest efficiency also have the scariest side effects, like risk of death. And while disease progression is often gradual, it leads to permanent disabilities. Lisa thinks there's no way better to stick it to MS than to go on a really long run together with a friend and raise money to research better treatments or even a preventional cure. Please welcome John and Lisa as they share a bit more about their run and why they are running for a cause. So, John and Lisa, just to give F&T Time listeners a little bit of background, could you give us, you know, your background and involvement within the forest and wood products industry, starting with you, Lisa? Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa. I'm a lecturer at the University of Queensland, where I teach design of timber structures, and I also research everything around timber connections, use of recycled timber, um, adaptable timber buildings, all those kind of fun um, things and I work together with the AIC Advanced Timber Hub at UQ. Wow and John? Yeah thanks Kirsten. Um, I am a timber engineering consultant based out of WA working with everyone from clients, producers, uh, architects, engineers, asset holders and I'm also Associate Professor of Timber Engineering at University of Tasmania. And recently spoke at the Western Australian FTMA conference and blew everyone away with your personality in regards to showing the new changes with the NCC. You can make technical seem important and interesting. That's really good. Thanks, Kirsten. I also uh, bought myself a Carbon Warrior hoodie, which my daughter's now stolen, but she looks quite cool. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) So as I explained in the intro, John, you came up with this crazy idea. Can you give us a little bit more information about the upcoming challenge? Yeah, thanks, Kirsten. Um, Lisa and I are planning on running end-to-end, non-stop, the Cape to Cape track in southwest WA, which runs 123k north-south 
um, from Cape Lewin to Cape Naturalist. Wow. What made you think of it, John? Uh, well, um, one day Lisa and I were talking and um, we were talking about coming up with a major challenge that we could take on. You know, we're, we're mates and colleagues and um, we were looking for something pretty serious to try and take on as a challenge and to raise the profile of MS Australia, which we'll come on to in a minute. And, um, you know, conscious that Lisa hasn't been over to the Southwest WA. So we said, hey, come on, let's just uh, take on this track. It's a walking track. Most people do it over the course of multiple days, but we're going to start one day and just keep going till we finish. <laughs> so, so, Lisa, in the, exp- uh, in the intro, I explained a little bit about why you're doing this run. So can you tell us a little bit more about your MS journey? Yeah, sure. So I've been living with MS for quite some time and it's never really bothered me until about two years ago when I was out running and I thought, oh, gee, my legs are a little bit tingly. And that sort of got worse and worse over time to the point that I could not walk down the street. Um, So I saw a neurologist and um, she confirmed that I had spinal lesions. So that's inflammation in your central nervous system in the spine. And that used to be sort of the wheelchair card. So usually people would expect to be using a wheelchair shortly after that. Um, But luckily there's been quite a bit of research into MS medication over the last um, 10 years or so. So I'm really fortunate that I'm on super effective medication and essentially all my symptoms have reversed and I'm back running and it's just absolutely amazing. So this sort of inspired me then to raise funds for more MS research and hopefully a cure one day. Fantastic. And and, and is there a prognosis or a, a future prediction? Do, they, do you know how long it will be the progression? Uh, look, it's really hard to say uh, just in general because it's quite an unpredictable disease. But uh, my neurologist, um, and I really want to give her a shout out here. <laughs> Thanks, Claire. You're awesome. So she thinks that the way I'm going right now and the way I'm responding to the meds, I'll just live a perfectly fine, happy and healthy normal life, which is just absolutely amazing Um and yeah, I'll just keep going, doing what I'm doing and um, being what I like to call chronically fit and able. <laughs> what an amazing outlook there. So have either of you ever done anything this big before? I mean, you've, you're both very fit and, and, and love doing this sort of outdoor stuff, um, complete opposite to myself. So have you done anything this big before? Not quite of this scale. I mean, I've done a few marathons, done some 50K mountain runs, done some endurance bike races, but never something that can potentially go for 20 plus hours on my legs. Um, So no, it's going to be new, but hell, I mean, what a reason to do it. And uh, with a good mate like Lisa, it's going to be wicked. And what about you, Lisa? Have you done any of these marathon sort of things before? So I've run a few marathons and I did do an Ironman distance triathlon back in 2016. Um, and really sort of my entire sports journey was um, inspired by, I guess, sort of like the initial MS diagnosis and really going, oh, I should use it before I lose it, right? So I've been fairly active because of that. 
And I did run a 60K on my birthday just wow. last month. Um, so that was really fun. Um, but I haven't done quite that distance. I've done 24-hour adventure races, but nothing really. You know, I think once you're past that 80K mark, you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, so it's daunting, but I'm really excited. It's funny that you say it's fun because Nikita always says, I don't understand this endorphins they say that happens when you work out. She says, I never get it. <laughs> and I'm, I think it must be hereditary. <laughs> this is definitely not run-of-the-mill or ordinary for either of us. It's, uh, it's going to be pretty intense, pretty, pretty uh, challenging to say the least. But Yeah, it's a, it's a real challenge, yeah. So how do you prepare for it? So what have you been doing to, you know, we, we in our last podcast we talked to Jen at AKD doing the Kokoda Trail and, and she talked about all the training they did about carrying heavy backpacks and stuff. How are you two preparing for this trip? Um, well, I've had an absolutely terrible year. So the honest answer is really, really badly is how I'm preparing. Um, I was actually in better shape at the end of last year than I am now leading up to this just because it's been such an awful year. But um no, just trying to spend time on my legs, really. Running during the week, which I, you know, I'm, I'm, I run anyway. I run for, you know, sanity and mental health. And I've just been upping the ante, making sure that once a week I try and get on a longer and ever progressively longer and longer run is, uh, is how I've been trying to tackle it. Lisa, I guess you've been doing similar, right? Yeah, so I started training probably when we came up with this crazy idea. So I started training with Henny Alston's 100 and mile sorry 100 mile training plan and I've sort of I trained that entire training plan before I ran the 60k so I have to say the 60 that I did a month ago was very comfortable um but I in that in saying that I really don't feel ready for 123 <laughs> I don't know um, how you would feel ready <laughs> I don't think you ever feel ready. So um, the cool thing is that along the way, one of my friends from Aotearoa, New Zealand, who is an ultra runner, so she's done comrades, she said, hey, I'll join you. So she's actually coming um, wow. coming over and she's going to run with us. She's probably the most experienced of the lot. And then I've got a another mate from my Brisbane Trail Runners running group and we run every Thursday morning. And he was like, can I join you? And he's done a 50K. He's actually running the Gold Coast Hinterland Track tomorrow. Wow. I'm going to try and run a little bit more on beach because there's a lot of sand and a lot of beach running. <laughs> I was just about to ask, so what is the track like? I mean, you know, it's, it's not, I'm, I'm presuming we're not talking about paved tracks here that you're going to be running on. No, it's a, it's a real lovely mixture, actually. As a walking track, it's lovely, sorry, I should say. As a running track, it's pretty challenging. But there are, you know, there are a dozen, dozen or more kilometres of beach. Um, most of it's kind of single dirt track through the up and down weaving along the sort of cliff tops and beach tops, tops of dunes. Um, so it's a mix. It hugs the coastline. As the viewing, sp uh, viewing spots are amazing. And if the whales are migrating, it's just a great place to be. So yeah, it's a really a really lovely track. Gets pretty busy at popular times of year, um, but uh, yeah, we'll be travelling light, and you know we'll be running all night, and there won't be many people then. <laughs> so you're not so you're not camping, and and no. so you, when you said twenty no. hours before, you're doing it from yeah. from start. You're not stopping. That's the intention. That's the idea. Start 
start running and keep going apart from, you know, snacking and toilet stops, changing socks and things um, till the end. Uh, but, you know, it's as much about dragging a carcass full of old injuries from beginning to end without any of them catastrophically flaring up as it is anything else. So, you know. And do you have a support team? Yeah. So do people meet you at different spots to, you know, pass on food and do things yeah. like that? Yeah. Our uh, Jen and the kids from my side and uh, from Lisa's side, Ahmed's going to be um, support. So we've got a house that we've booked sort of in the middle of the trail, Hamlin, or not in the middle, but on Hamlin Bay. And they'll be driving out to meet us a couple of points because, you know, we can't carry all the water we need. We can't carry all the food we need. And and, and it's such a... Um... A mental thing for you. I remember Roz um, Reed from um, Vision to Estimating over in South Australia recently did the New York Marathon, and she was talking about how her husband Michael and boys. She saw them, and she said, "You know, with such a packed crowd, halfway through, she saw them, and then they would move on." And she said, "You know, with ten k's to run, when she's thinking, oh my god.'" She saw them and just what that gave her. So I, I presume that will be the same with you seeing your families on the on, on the trip. Yeah. Yeah, and I think sort of <laughs> I guess what makes this really interesting is usually when you run an ultramarathon, you would try to have about two to three support crew for each runner. In this case, and I really have to acknowledge my partner here um, for being dragged into this. <laughs> And um, and he's just so supportive, right? Like he will drive me out to training runs and he's crewed for me during the 60K that I did at the Brisbane Trail Ultra. And um, so he will be crewing effectively for what I think will be 24 to 25 hours for four runners. So instead of this ratio of two crew, two to three crew for one runner, we have four runners to one crew member. So I... Yeah, I think, look, it wouldn't be possible without that and without the support of friends and family, um, you can't you can't do it. It's just a massive logistical effort as well. Mm. So, so I think we are going into it as an adventure. It's not a race. Um, there's a good saying that ultra runners are really just glorified hikers. So I think there will be a lot of walking. <laughs> so you've got four of you now. Do you think you'll end up being like Forrest Gump and having heaps of following you as you go along the trail? <laughs> Other people have said they'll come run short sections with us, even if not the whole thing. So, wow. so can you explain some towns that you go through in case people in the industry do want to do that? Yeah, so we'll go near, though not through Margaret River. We go through Yelling Up. We go through Hamlin Bay. So anywhere, any of those towns along that southwest corner, along the Cape to Cape run, um, we'll be passing through at some point. So wow. um, I think we're still discussing, but I think we've settled on running south to north uh, to get the Long Beach section over and done with first. Um, we've got some river crossings, <laughs> which depending on how much rain there's been, are harder or easier to cross. So yeah, my son's going to run sections of it with us as well. So he'll he'll probably do a couple, a couple of 20K sections with it. Oh, that's just amazing. So how can people follow you on the journey? And most importantly, how can people donate to help you here? Lisa, over to you. Yeah, so we've got a fundraiser website. So um, we will put that link in, in the bio for the podcast too, Lisa. Yeah, awesome. So it's called Do It For MS. And if you look up Cape to Cape, 
um, just the word CAPE and then the letter two and then CAPE again. And you'll have the link there in the podcast notes. Um, that's really where we sort of document our journey and we've sort of been introducing the um, runners and um, posting little updates. So that's where you can follow us and where you can donate. It's completely tax deductible. Um, MS Australia is a registered charity. Um, you can donate um, as a company, so corporate donations are possible as well, and you can organize sort of your own little fundraisers off the back of that as well. Yeah, and it'll all go towards MS Research, so yeah. Uh, Kirsten, I was going to say, if you want to give out um, in the notes as well my email address, and if anyone is interested in hooking up with us to join a section, to run a section of it, then that'll be fantastic. So just oh, wonderful. No worries. And, and I mean, how much are you hoping to raise, Lisa and John? So we set the target at 20000 We're sitting around 4000 at the moment. Uh, yep. So do keep those donations coming. Look, I'm a researcher myself, and that's really more seed funding to investigate an idea. But I know that every dollar helps, and it's just really so amazing to be able to really benefit. I mean, me personally, I've benefited so much from the research that's been going on. And I think it's one of the best things we can do. Yeah. yeah. And because currently there is no cure for MS, isn't it? Is that true? There's no cure for MS and there are limited treatment options and they all come with um, more or less serious side effects. So to give you an idea, last year I was on meds that have risk of death listed as a side effect. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so yeah, so look, it's, um, you're sort of weighing off, um, trading in one thing for the other and it's, it's not great and it's not a decision anyone should have to make. So I hope that we research better treatments with, uh, less side effects and hopefully one day, um, yeah, really working towards a cure or prevention. That would be amazing. Well, I definitely look forward to following you on your journey and, um, congratulate you both for, for taking it on. Um, I'd love to hear about those so-called endorphins and see whether they actually work and, you, and it is enjoyable when you run. I just don't get it. <laughs> but, um, look, it, it's a fantastic thing and I'm, I'm really hoping that the forest and wood products industry and any other listeners of the F&T Time podcast do actually go to the link. Any any donation helps, any little piece, um, and and together we can helpfully, hopefully raise funds to to help further research and, and as you said, dream on that we can find a cure one day. Yeah, thanks for the chance to come and talk to you about it. No, my pleasure. So thank you both very much. Good luck for it um, and uh, we hope it's a safe and um, enjoyable journey. Thanks very much. Thanks, thanks Kirsten. Kirsten. Thanks to both John and Lisa for taking the time to talk to F&T Time listeners about their Cape to Cape adventure. You can support John and Lisa on their fun run and help raise funds for MS Research by visiting the link in the episode description. And if you would like to join them for part of their journey, please email John at johnshanks at timbered.com.au. We will also include John's email in the description. MS has a huge economic impact with a report from the Menzies Institute of Medical Research finding that in Australia the cost of MS has increased from $1.75 billion in 2017 to $2.45 billion in 2021. This includes everything from direct costs such as medications and doctor's consultations to indirect costs such as low productivity. 
On top of this, the annual per person cost of MS in Australia is higher than any other comparable chronic disease, such as Parkinson's, type 2 diabetes and long-term cancer. You can support John, Lisa and MS Research with a secure online donation or by organising your own fun-run fundraiser at your workplace. MS Australia is a registered charity and all donations are tax-deductible. FTMA wishes John and Lisa a very safe and enjoyable run and we will be sending them a full Carbon Warrior kit to keep them warm on their travels. Good luck. Thanks for listening to another episode of F&T Time. Until next time, catch ya.